Welcome from all of us at Albuquerque Reformed Church, a particular congregation of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church located in New Mexico. We thank you for joining us for this week's sermon. For more information about Albuquerque Reformed Church or to contribute to its ministry, visit abqreformed.org. And now, we invite you to open your Bible and listen to the preached word. We are in uh, Luke uh, chapter 8, and uh, we, in this chapter, very specifically, we are seeing the power of Jesus exercised over the forces of nature, over demons, over diseases, and death in this specific uh, chapter. Uh, there are at least uh, four uh, miracles, extraordinary things which uh, Jesus has done, uh, he is doing. Last time we saw the power of uh, Jesus over demons, over the, uh, over the power of uh, devil. And this time we are going to see the power of Jesus exercised over disease and death. Now, two things you must notice in all of these miracles. The first thing in all of these miracles, he is demonstrating that uh, he is the Messiah. He, uh, he is the Messiah who was to come. But one more thing which he is uh, demonstrating is that he is Yahweh. He is uh, Yahweh in human flesh. I think if you ask uh, many of the modern Jews uh, if they believe that Messiah is God himself, they would say, no, uh, we do not believe that Messiah is God himself. But uh, the scripture shows us that uh, Messiah is God in human flesh. So Jesus is also, in all of, through all of these miracles, he is also demonstrating that he is God himself in human flesh. Uh, his disciples, those who are, his people are seeing God. They are seeing God. But at the same time, uh, in these miracles, one more thing which we notice is that Jesus is not uh, uh, demonstrating his authority over the forces of nature, over sin, uh, uh, over sickness, over death. He is not demonstrating his authority just for the sake of uh, demonstrating. But he is demonstrating in order to bring deliverance and healing to his people. He is not a kind of a mere kind of magician who is just you know, showing these miracles uh, just to uh, entertain the people or crowd. But then he is God. He is God and who has come down to visit his people. And through these uh, miracles, he is bringing healing and deliverance to his people. And that's what uh, Isaiah speaks about when he speaks about the Messiah. He would uh, heal the sick. He would uh, give eyes to the blind. He, he, he would uh, uh, free uh, the uh, prisoner. And that's what Isaiah prophesies, that this is what Messiah will do. In these... Uh, in these miracles, Jesus is showing that he is the friend of sinners. He understands the human nature. He understands uh, our frame, that uh, we are dust, we are weak. 
and as such he is uh, the only hope of humanity uh, there is uh, no other hope there is no other name which is uh, given under heaven on earth by which uh, uh, people could be saved by which humanity could be saved but only lord jesus christ now what we are going to see in this uh, passage is this that our compassionate savior receives all who come to him without discrimination something which would uh, oh, you know as we go through this passage it would just uh, would jump out uh, in a um, it would jump out that he receives all our compassionate savior his compassion our compassionate rece- our compassionate savior receives all those who come to him without discrimination now we'll uh, see two things in this passage first the contrast between these two people in the narrative uh, two people there are two people in this narrative and we are going to see the contrast between them and second the compassionate power of jesus on behalf of his people now look at our text we have two needy people in this passage who have one need and only one person could fulfill that need and that is lord jesus christ and as with every other passage of the scripture jesus is the main theme of this passage jesus is the main theme of all of scripture and once again jesus is the main uh, thing main theme of this passage now luke begins the section by saying that when jesus returned multitude welcomed him for they were all waiting for him why would they not wait jesus was constantly meeting their needs and when you meet people's need people come to you and that's how uh, people are and uh, jesus is healing them he is uh, teaching them he is preaching the gospel and people are coming in huge numbers uh, to jesus and he is uh, uh, so to speak he is overcrowded by people all around him and unlike jewish rabbis we have seen earlier that he taught with authority jesus his teaching his teaching was authoritative and he demonstrated uh, his authority over enemy over every enemy of his people when he is with his people he could bring deliverance uh, uh, to them no matter who the enemy is or who the enemies are uh, he he has constantly demonstrated that uh, he has absolute absolute authority over uh, sickness and death and demons over the forces of nature uh, over the forces of nature now look uh, here brings uh, his readers to a sandwich passage this is an interesting passage uh, we can call this as a sandwich passage what we have in sandwich is like one slice of bread under then uh, one slice of bread over and in the middle you have the meat meat or some people like cheese some vegetables i would like vegetables but that that's what make a good uh, sandwich and in this passage it's it's an interesting passage it's kind of a sandwich passage it begins with jairus and his daughter it ends with jairus and daughter Mm-hmm. and in the middle we have this woman we don't know her name but in the middle we have this uh, woman now look at the uh, verses 41 and uh, 42 and behold there came a ma- man named Jairus 
and he was a ruler of the synagogue and he, and he fell down at Jesus feet and begged him to come to his house for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age and she was dying now here we meet a man whose name is Jairus this is the hebrew equivalent of jair which means jehovah enlightens now luke specifically mentions that he was a ruler of the synagogue now if you notice uh, in the gospel of luke till this uh, point that uh, the jewish rulers or the jewish establishment were not very favorable to jesus initially uh, they came to jesus from every city and town to listen to him and uh, but then uh, we we saw that eventually they became highly antagonistic towards him in luke chapter 5 when jesus said to the paralytic man man your sins are forgiven the pharisees and scribes said who is this who speaks blasphemies so for them jesus was blaspheming then in luke chapter 6 when he healed the man with the withered hand on the sabbath we read that they were filled with rage and they discuss they discussed together they discussed together on how to destroy jesus or what they might do to jesus so, so they were already planning to destroy him so this was the general uh, uh this was a general uh, climate uh, around this time the jewish establishment uh, they uh, they hated jesus but here is a man who is a ruler of the synagogue who came to jesus uh fell down at his, at his feet and begged him to come to his house and heal his daughter because his only daughter who was just 12 years old she was she lay she lay on the bed and she was on the verge of dying now just imagine uh, the pain of uh, her parents she is just uh, 12 years old and that's not an age to die no parent would uh, like their 5 year old child dying or 10 year old 12 year old 13 year old I have a nephew and I cannot imagine something bad happen uh, to him he's just 10 year old and uh, that's one of the most uh, heartbreaking thing for uh, for a parent uh, almost on the verge of losing their uh, child perhaps they might have uh, thought about you know she growing up and getting married and settled in life just like any other uh, Jewish girl but her death will put an end to all their longing all their desires and what uh, the dreams they have for her what they wish for her and she is his only child and see when god brings circumstances like this in people's lives uh, it changes their perspective it uh, makes them uh, think more reflect more and sometimes it softens uh, people looks like he is a godly jewish uh, synagogue ruler and uh, most likely uh, he was a synagogue ruler of capernaum where he may have seen jesus casting out demon uh, 
we have seen in uh, earlier in Luke that Jesus uh, cast out demon uh, from the synagogue in Capernaum and perhaps uh, he was a ruler of that synagogue and uh, looks like he believes in Jesus and he be believes in Jesus and he uh, came to Jesus so that Jesus could heal his daughter so that uh, he could bring her healing and he could uh, uh, he would uh, save her uh, from dying now interestingly now Luke suddenly stops here and gives us another picture now as Jesus went his uh, way to help to help this uh, synagogue ruler the crowd thronged him and the woman uh, Luke shows us that a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment we see a woman who had some kind of uh, uterine uh, hemorrhage for 12 years now, 12 years is a long time for someone to suffer in this situation. Just imagine some kind of a serious physical affliction, but for 12 long years. Not one day, two days, few weeks, a few months, a few years, but 12 long years. And uh, she, is in, uh, she is suffering miserably. Luke shows us that she had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. I think Luke being a physician, I think he, he is trying to protect his uh, profession. <laughs> you know, he, he is being a little kind of nice and he is putting things uh, very uh, nicely. Why do, I, uh, why do I say that? Because Mark mentions that she had suffered many things from physicians <laughs> she suffered many things from physicians spent all that she had and was no better but rather she grew worse but you see how Luke has put that <laughs> and Mark is unsparing you know in the parallel passage because uh, he was uh, he just said what was true because that was the climate of uh, first century Israel, the physicians gave all kinds of uh, advice, all kinds of advice. Here is what the Talmud advice for someone in this uh, condition. Hear this. Take of the gum of Alexandria the weight of a small silver coin, of alum the same, of crocus the same. Let them be bruised together and given in wine to the woman that has an issue of blood. If this, if this does not benefit benefit, take of Persian onions, three pins, boil them in wine and give her to drink and say, arise from thy flux. <laughs> if this does not cure her, set her in a place where two ways meet and let her hold a cup of wine in her right hand and, and let someone come behind and frighten her <laughs> and say, arise from thy flux. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is looks like you know good advice for someone with uh, hiccups. <laughs> then someone with chronic illness uh, from past twelve years. No. <laughs> and uh, 
this is the kind of advice uh, the physicians uh, gave. <laughs> they give these kinds of advice and charge a pretty hefty sum on her insurance. <laughs> Whether the medicine worked or no, yeah. but we'll charge you. We spent time with you and we gave you some cure. And now the bill. And then she had a long list of bill with her at the end of the day to uh, at the end of the day to pay. And uh, Luke and Mark, both of them, shows us that she had spent all her livelihood on physician, but she grew worse. She grew worse. But at the same time, you need to remember that her, that her condition was not mere physical. Her condition was not mere physical, but her condition was also social as well as spiritual. Oh, yes. yeah. Now, That's you right. do not forget yeah. that this is first century Judaism. Yeah. It is first century Israel. Yeah. Leviticus uh, 15 yeah. verses 25 to 27 <laughs> says... If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, not at the time of her menstrual impurity, or if uh, she has a discharge beyond the time of her impurity, all the days of the discharge, she shall continue in uncleanness. Yeah. So she is socially unclean. As in the days of her impurity, she shall be unclean. Every bed on which she lies, all the days of her discharge, shall be to her as the bed of her impurity. And everything on which she, she sits shall be unclean, as in the uncleanness of her menstrual impurity. And whoever touches these things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes and bath himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. Now, according to the, lo according to the law, she is unclean in the eyes of society. If anyone touches her, even they will be unclean. So, she, as a woman, she lived as unclean, as untouchable all these years. Twelve long years. Just imagine the moment people see her, oh, here is that lady, that woman, that there she is going, do not go near to her. Lest you touch her and you become unclean and then you will have to take a shower. Oh. People, might, yeah, people might have just ridiculed her, you know, yes, uh, yes. and that was her uh, status. Yes. But at the same time, just imagine the logistics, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, just imagine the logistics uh, for her. All the time she needed uh, clean linens, yes. you know, all the time she had to wash her clothes and beddings and th uh, things. So, all these years, she was in a miserable and horrible condition. And this was uh, her condition. Now, Luke tells us that she came from behind and touched the border of his garment. Most likely, she thought, I cannot go and touch Jesus. Uh, you know, uh, the crowd may, you know, stone me or something like that. And, uh, she might have actually, in fact, feared even going into the crowd. Yes. But she somehow uh, uh, muttered courage. Yes. And if I can't, if I cannot touch him, now look at her boldness and also but at her faith. 
if I can't uh, touch him, at least I should touch the hem of his garment. Yes. If I cannot touch him, at least I should touch the hem of his garment. And she decided to go to Jesus. No matter what others say, people may ridicule me. Uh, there is fear of what if you know others would say or do to me. But uh, she stepped out in faith. Yes. If I go to Jesus, if I go to Jesus, no matter what the people say, they may say things. But if I go to Jesus, if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Now, look at the contrast here. This is what I said in the beginning. Look at the contrast uh, here. One is a synagogue ruler and another is an outcast, unclean person. One is respected in the society and the other one is shunned and ridiculed. One is rich and the other is she is probably poor and destitute and lonely. One is a man and the other is a woman. The daughter of Jairus is 12 years old and this woman has had a hemorrhage for the past 12 years. Yes. Mm -hmm. But both reach out to Jesus with their need. Both reach out to Jesus with their need. They trusted in Jesus. Both of them knew that it is Jesus, only Jesus, who can help us. Yes. Only Jesus who can bring healing to us and to our family. Both ignored what other people might say and instead humbled themselves before Jesus. Even the synagogue ruler, uh, he ignored was his, uh, you know, what uh, his companions or fellow Pharisees would say. He ignored them. Instead, he realized that I need to go to Jesus. There is no other way. You know, so many times, you know, uh, uh, I know there are people who hear the gospel and uh, they want to come to Jesus, uh, but uh, you know they uh, they almost decide to come to Jesus. Uh, you know, out of excitement when they hear the gospel, they understand what Bible is saying is true. Uh, it's trustworthy, but then they realize they think they think about their friends. They think about their friends uh, with whom they grew up or with whom uh, they are working and uh, they count the cost. They think about their family members and relatives. They count the cost and they realize if I uh, confess that Jesus is my Lord, I belong to him and I am going to obey Jesus, perhaps I am going to lose all of these friends. Yes. And sometimes fear keeps people from coming to Jesus, especially in societies and communities so where it is uh, kind of, uh, you have this kind of a tribal mindset. I think that's very, very much true in many of the Asian countries, uh, Middle Eastern countries, where there is this group ethic, there is this tribal mindset. Uh, I think most people, they don't want to come to Jesus. Some of them, they realize that this is true. Bible is saying this, uh, this touches my heart. But then, they think about what their relatives would say, their friends would uh, say, what we would say, and they say, oh, no, I'm not going to come to Jesus. And uh, both of these people had to face that same dilemma. Both of these people had to face the same dilemma. So either hear what other people say, 
don't go to Jesus and you don't get healed yes. or right. mm-hmm. forget what other people say mm-hmm. in, uh, in a certain sense let the world go to hell yeah. I must go to Jesus <laughs> if they want to go to hell if this is what they choose let them go to hell if this is what they choose but I will go to Jesus I must go to Jesus and this is what uh, God expects uh, uh, from humanity this is what God expects from each of you from each of us that we would continue to go to Jesus people would say what they have to say whatever you do they will always comment you do good they will pass comment you do something bad they will pass comment everyone has an opinion everyone has an opinion but you are not uh, here in this world to please the opinions of people but you are here to please your master in heaven yes. we are here to please our god in heaven everybody needs jesus whether they are rich or poor whether they are black or white whether they are a weak or whether they are strong they are native american or a foreigner everybody need Jesus and only Jesus has a cure for every human sinfulness and wickedness and calamities uh, all the problem we see in the society only Jesus has the cure and no one else there are so many who claim to be uh, the physician of a human soul they just claim but they are like the quick doctors one day i asked you know uh, i think once i was uh, one day i asked one of my friend uh, in my college days i saw him like hooked into uh, one particular substance he was addicted to substance and i asked him you know why do you take this it just harms you and it just destroys you why do you take this it just uh, uh, why don't you quit it and uh, you know how did you end up taking like you know taking this substance because look like you were from a good decent family and how did you end up taking this substance and he said uh, one day i was in depression going through a bad period of time and one of my friend uh, said take this and it will just relieve me uh-huh. and he just mm-hmm. took that once and twice and twice and after that the rest is history he got mm-hmm. hooked up into that yes. and this is how the supposed uh, physicians <clears throat> of the of this world this is how this is the kind of cure they offer to people they will hook you into themselves and you become their slaves yes. but jesus is the only true physician he is the only one who can rescue his people no matter what kind of addiction they are no matter what kind of bondage they are yes perhaps uh, uh, it may be our besetting sin the, the, there are certain sins which is you know sometimes become very besetting and very common uh, to believers they want to get rid of that but they are not unable to mm-hmm. and perhaps it may be the worry and fear concerning our children those who are going astray and uh, it breaks our heart as uh, parents and sometimes as elders and pastors it, it breaks our heart but what does the bible show scripture show that keep trusting in jesus yes keep holding on to his promises keep running to him keep praying and believe in his power he has 
absolute authority over everything in this world. Over mm-hmm. everything in this world, he has absolute authority. Even if we don't see answer then and there, still keep trusting in him and in his power. Both of uh, these uh, people reached out to Jesus. And here, now Luke shows us that Jesus is our compassionate Savior. And he receives all, no matter who they are, what their status is, what their background is. If they come to Jesus, if they come to him, he is not going to reject them. He is not going to send them away. In verse 44, we see that the woman came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately... Immediately, in an instant, the flow of blood stopped. Mm-hmm. All she needed, all she needed this time, this you know, all she needed, all these days, was just to reach out to Jesus, step out in faith, touch him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Luke shows us that she was instantly healed of the infirmity mm-hmm. which she was going through from the past twelve years. She felt instantly in her body. She knew her own body and she knew instantly that she has been healed. She has been made well. The power of Jesus is unlimited for the the healing of his people. There is no limit to the power of Jesus. You know, once in a while you uh, go to this restaurant and you buy the... uh, uh, main dish and uh, you know they say the side dish is unlimited <laughs> and especially if that thing is your favorite you like it <laughs> there is no limit to it you're pretty happy wow <laughs> there is no limit to it and uh, in the same way Jesus power is unlimited for his people there is no limit to his power he can do anything whatever we ask in prayer by faith and if it's, that is the will of God then forget about limitations. There is no limit with Jesus. There is no limit to his power. There is no limit to his grace and love for for us, for his people. He gave his life uh, for his people on the cross. Uh, How much more he will not give uh, more to his people. No matter what kind (coughs) of uh, bondage one is in, what kind of addiction one is in, what kind of sin one is in, Jesus' power is unlimited. Jesus' power is immense to break every chain. To break every power of the enemy. Mm -hmm. There is no power which can withstand him. He is immensely powerful. The grace, mercy and love of Jesus is without limits Mm -hmm. for his people. It is sometimes we who limits yeah. you know, his work in our lives, perhaps by our disobedience, perhaps mm-hmm. our lack of uh, trust in him, and uh, perhaps we just uh, don't uh, reach out to him, we don't uh, step out to him because of fears. It's we who limit, but the power of Jesus is unlimited for his people. Now, I think the woman in this story wanted to quietly leave the crowd. 
because all these years she <laughs> lived in ridicule and shame. Yes. Now her body, you know, has been healed instantly, but her mind is not. <laughs> Emotionally, she is not because she wants to just quietly go from <laughs> from there, you know, without anybody. Yeah, she wants to just sneak out. Yeah. She would just want to sneak out, you know, without anybody knowing her or noticing her that you know I came there and I was around people and I touched the, the hem of his garment and I think she wanted to just quietly uh, leave that place but uh, verse 45 says and Jesus said who touched me <laughs> when all denied it Peter uh, yeah who touched me uh, when all denied it Peter and those with him said master the multitude throng and press you and you say who touched me I think to Peter, uh, you know, he always speaks up. You know, he, he is that kind of, he just speaks up. I have to speak up, you know. <laughs> no, it's good, you know, some, he speaks up, but sometimes like, okay, you are acting too, too smart. <laughs> As if Jesus does not know who touched him. And he, is, uh, you know, sounds like kind of smart. Master, the multitude and throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? It's like, you know, in, in his understanding, it's obvious Everyone is all around you, you know, they have thronged you and the people are falling on you and uh, that does not even make sense. But I don't think uh, personally that Jesus is uh, asking this uh, question in order to uh, get information. He's not asking this question for the sake of getting information as, as if he does not know but he is asking this question. He wants that lady, that woman, to no. to uh, acknowledge it. Uh, to acknowledge him, uh, to come before everyone and to testify, uh, to witness what he has done in her life. Now she know uh, she knows that uh, she has been healed physically in an instantaneously, but the crowd does not know that. Perhaps the crowd knew because uh, she was sick for the past 12 years. The crowd knew that she is that woman. They knew her by name, where she lives, and they knew everyone, uh, everything about her. But she has been healed uh, instantly. She has been healed physically. But the people around her does not know that she has been uh, healed uh, uh, physical, physically and she is clean now. But Jesus... Uh, calls her out so she comes before everyone she testifies about what Jesus has done and then she will be restored socially in an instant so Jesus does not want her to go just like that come testify about me what I have done in your life and people would know they would know what I have done and uh, and uh, and this is one more miracle that I am the Messiah. I am the one who was to come. But at the same time, it is for your own good. Because you will be restored in an instant socially. Not only physically, but socially she will be restored in an instant. Now this is the first time uh, we are reading Jesus calling someone daughter. In verse 48, he says to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. 
and because she came and testified about testified about Jesus what Jesus has done in her life and Jesus calls her daughter this is the only time we see in the gospel that Jesus calling someone daughter she trusted in Jesus and she has been rewarded her faith has made her well her faith not in faith itself this is what sometimes you know uh, uh, sometimes people mistake especially among charismatic and pentecostal circle people put faith in their faith but it is her faith in lord jesus christ and his and in his power in what uh, he does and in what he is able to do for her her faith in the person and work of lord jesus christ she publicly testified what jesus has done in her life and now she has received double blessing yes how often we fail to uh, praise and magnify the lord after mm-hmm. the lord has heard one of our prayers you know we pray for for a particular matter for years and months and god hears our prayer answers it and we become very happy joyful but uh, mm-hmm. we don't praise him enough you know we don't testify we don't uh, sometimes we don't share that testimony to others this is what i prayed for and god has uh, heard this and sometimes uh, we are not very faithful sometimes we do uh, you know this is a matter of praise you know in our wednesday prayer meeting we say this is a matter of praise we pray and god heard our praise and praise the lord we say but sometimes we don't uh, uh, praise him enough and because of that sometimes we miss on more blessings <laughs> sometimes god has double blessings for his people not just one blessing but double blessing blessing upon blessing but sometimes we fail to praise him uh, and then we miss on those uh, blessings she testified what jesus has done in her life uh, even if she trembled and mumbled before the crowd but now she goes uh, not only physically healed but socially restored and also adopted into the family of god as a daughter Mm-hmm. blessing upon blessing upon her now all this while jesus was talking to this lady there was someone in the crowd whose heart was racing against time mm-hmm. yes i think he was counting every second every minute <laughs> of course because his daughter was on the verge of dying yes. every single second she was being closer to death she was about to die perhaps uh, he might have gasped at uh, every word the woman might have spoken <laughs> he would have prayed oh lord i pray that they, that this will yeah. get over that jesus with would come with me to to bring my daughter back to life and someone from among his friends might have commented on why jesus is spending so much time with this woman who is like unclean and here is like the ruler of the synagogue the respected man in this society somebody might have commented from the crowd but now luke shows us his worst fears have come to pass someone from his house come to him came to him and said your daughter is dead do not trouble the master 
he he feared all this while and now his daughter is dead she passed away but fear is not the thing which should control a believer but fear is not the thing which should control a believer it should be the unwavering trust in the power of jesus to deliver his people from every enemy of theirs jesus says do not be afraid only believe and she will be made well or jesus is saying in other words trust in me and she will be made alive even if she dies it's not the death of your daughter which you need to think right now it's me you need to think right now mm. what matters is if you are with me if i am with you forget about your daughter forget 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 about all the possibilities but believe in me and leave the rest to me and this is what every believer has to say to himself to herself when they go through a period of uh, fear and doubts uh, a period of uh, trials and tribulations uh, a fear of uh, possibilities they need to trust jesus even in those uh, times now a jewish uh, before that uh, now here we see luke shows us that uh, jesus uh, in verse 51 onwards that he came into the house and he permitted no one to go in except peter james and john and the father and mother of the girl and all wept and mourned for her now a jewish uh, funeral happens immediately after a person dies they do not uh, wait for days uh, to bury their dead and usually they employ professional mourners uh, to mourn for the dead i think even uh, at, uh, even in 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 our culture i think uh, you know in, in some funerals we may have a piano player and he may play piano some uh, sad music that is a sad reality and uh, sometimes uh, music you know certain kinds of music help uh, people to mourn uh, and the parallel passage in matthew shows us that there were flute players and a crowd which wailed very loudly they wailed very loudly because uh, their loved one has departed uh, from them she is just 12 year old uh, so they are more sorrowful because they have lost uh, this uh, child and according to them the child has uh, died this is the end of her life end of her dreams But here Jesus introduces a new te- teaching by saying do not weep she is not dead but sleeping in other words anyone who believes in him will live even if that person dies there is no death for a believer in a medical sense we can say okay people die we die in a medically speaking in a medical sense we can say people die but scripture the bible shows us there is no death for those uh who die in the lord it's not death it, they are sleeping they're sleeping for a time and a time will come when they will hear the voice of christ and they will come back to life john chapter 5 verse 25 says truly truly i say to you an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the son of god and those who hear will live jesus is saying to the mourners that he is the life and resurrection and those who believe in him 
will live. Those who believe in him do not really die, but they sleep. And uh, they sleep in their graves for a, a time, their souls being united to Christ. And a day will come when they hear the sound of the trumpet, and the dead in Christ will come back to life again. But this is beyond the understanding of the crowd. They ridicule him knowing that she was dead. But Luke shows us that Jesus put everyone outside. And when we compare with other parallel passages in Mark uh, and Matthew, we get the sense that he forcibly put everyone outside the house. Enough is enough. Enough of commotion. There is no death. Your music is over. End of music. I am, to, I am going to bring life here. Right now, in, right now, here in this place. Last time we saw Jesus defeating death when he raised the son of the widow of Nain. And now death will be defeated once again on the this same once again on this day. Death has to return empty. Jesus took her by the hand and called her, saying, Little girl, arise. And Luke shows us he spoke, and the spirit, wherever it was wandering or where it was exactly, the spirit returned and she arose immediately. Death lost its grip once again on this, on this little girl. And this is a promise which remains for all those who believe in him. Jesus had said to Jairus, do not be afraid, only believe and she will be made well. And again, we see Jesus kept his promise. He, he promised Jairus that she will be made alive and Jesus kept promise. He is the promise keeping covenant, keeping God. He, whatever he promises, he brings it to pass. He spoke the word uh, because he has power over death. He has power over death. He, said he exercises his power on behalf of those who believe in him. Jairus believed and his daughter lived again. He commanded her to be given something to eat so her body will be replenished again and perhaps uh, they will not think that she is a ghost. No, she is the same child. She is their daughter. They are receiving their daughter again. Now, when verse sixty six, uh, it's kind of strange coming, and her parents were astonished. They were like literally out of their mind. But he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Most likely, he said them, uh, don't say to anyone what has happened, because eventually people will come to know. There are many mourners, and when they see this girl, they will come to know that uh, Jesus has brought her back to life. But most likely, Jesus is saying, this is the time you have with your daughter. Enjoy the reunion. Amen. All this while, uh, from from past couple of hours, uh, you were just lamenting. Uh, you are almost kind of depressed and broken that yes. you lost your child. Yes. But uh, forget about telling others. Uh, that will happen eventually. These mourners, the other people will tell. But you enjoy your child. I have brought your child back. I am the resurrection of the life. Trust in me. Believe in me. What a wonderful passage the Luke has before us this afternoon. He has uh, showed us the power of Jesus. Power of Jesus, his compassion, his love, his kindness, his gentleness uh, towards his people. And how he deals with people 
no matter what their circumstances are, no matter what their background is, rich, poor, man, woman, uh, no discrimination. Anyone who comes to him, he receives them and he uh, gives them healing, he grants them healing, he brings uh, deliverance uh, to his people. And the greatest deliverance with Jesus has is that uh, he has delivered us uh, from the power of Satan, he has delivered us from the power of sin and uh, he has promised that he will continue to do much more as long as we keep going to him. The problem comes when we stop going to him, we stop ignoring him, uh, we stop coming to church, we stop uh, uh, assembling of the saints. You know, that, uh, that's the time when uh, problems come. Yes. But Jesus is saying to us, uh, keep going, uh, keep walking towards me, keep looking at me, believe and keep walking. I am the Lord, I am the Savior, I am the life, I am the resurrection. Mm -hmm. I have uh, authority over everything, over every enemy of yours. Mm -hmm. I will deliver you, but you keep trusting in me. Keep plugging. May the Lord uh, write these words. Uh, may the Lord write these words uh, in in our hearts. Yes. And may the Spirit of God uh, help us uh, as we continue to reflect uh, on what uh, He has, what we have heard, yes. as we close this time in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father. We bless and praise your name. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful Savior God you are. Not only you are mighty to save your people, but Lord, you are willing to save your people. Lord, you promise that uh, you will not cast uh, out anyone, uh, whoever comes to you, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, he will be saved. Mm -hmm. Oh Lord, uh, oh Lord, uh, I pray that uh, as your people, we will continue to walk towards you, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter who our enemies are, no matter what is uh, pulling us down in this world. Oh Lord, uh, we pray that we would continue to walk towards you, believing in you, trusting in you, and uh, trusting in your power. Your power is unlimited. Your power is immense. Uh, uh, you are mighty to break every stronghold. We pray that uh, we would continue to trust in you, in your word, in your power, and we would uh, continue to walk in your ways, and you would continue to transform us by the renewing of our minds and our wills. We ask this prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you were blessed by this sermon, we invite you to visit us at abqreformed.org, where you'll find more information about our ministry. We look forward to you joining us again, online or in person. Until then, may peace, comfort, and grace be given to you through our Lord Jesus Christ.